Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast is sponsored by fine people like Robert Berry. This is Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast. I like my toys. The Idol Race. I have a train set and a garage full of cars and a soldier with a gun. My mother says I should have more responsibility as I'm nearly 31. I have a plane, I have a crane that can lift up all my trains and all my cars. I have a boat that doesn't float, but a big machine that takes me to the stars. What's that song all about? Like My Toys is the fourth track on the first Idol Race album, The Birthday Party, released in September 1968. In the number 6 1989 issue of the Face the Music fanzine, Gil wrote, I Like My Toys dealt with a completely eccentric chap who, although nearly 31, cannot handle the real world, and when the song breaks into a stern march over which he is told to get a job, he escapes the situation by going to see the stars on his rocket machine. A well-wacky song, though I've always found it strangely disturbing. In August 2015, John Vanderkeest wrote in Jeff Lynn Electric Light Orchestra before and after, One can argue that people like this in the late 1960s were regarded as harmless oddballs and figures of fun. Only from a more enlightened perspective some four or five decades later might one consider that they were not merely eccentrics, but probably had a disorder somewhere on the autistic spectrum and were genuinely in need of help. In the August 2019 Birthday Party CD release, David Wells wrote, A single had been prepared for a 27th September release with I Like My Toys backed by The Birthday. Liberty even assigned it a catalog number, LBF 15129. But for the second time in a year, the company canceled the UK release of an Idol Race single at the last minute. The most likely reason for this decision would have been to clear the way for Ed Stewart's cover which was released as a single at the same time. Not only was Stewart a Radio 1 DJ who needed to be kept on side, but his version was a charity release in aid of the Save the Children Fund. In a review at the Louder Than War website, Ian Canty wrote on March 16, 2020, I Like My Toys skillfully hits the sweet spot between Ray Davies and Sid Barrett. It is a very smart character study, which I suppose you could even say foreshadowed Horace Wimp by ELO a decade later. The song was covered by Ed Stupot Stewart and the Save the Children Fund Choir in 1968 and by the tables in 2000. I don't want to grow up. I'm a toy just kid. Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I like my toys. My wife likes her toys, too. <laughs> my wife has a Funko Pop adipose, got a Vincent van Gogh one, and uh, she also likes the Legos too, so I hitch oh. myself to the right person. And I have react action figures of Papa Emeritus 3 from Ghost and Lemmy from Motorhead. And you know what? I'm over 31 by quite a bit. <laughs> so before we get into the discussion, I have absolutely nothing wrong with somebody who's 31 playing with his toys out in the garage garage <laughs> garage garage yeah for some reason liberty found it tough to release a song now um <laughs> yeah. the song itself 
I am looking at this as one of the biggest missed opportunities whatsoever, mm. especially for the reason why they made the decision. But we'll get into more into the under the covers session that you can pay for over on Patreon. But this combined with birthday on the back would have been one of the classic psychedelic singles of the 1960s. This would be something that people were shelling out 50 to 100 to $200, depending on if they put a picture sleeve or something along with it. Unfortunately, it doesn't exist. So close, but no. Yeah. And one of my favorite things about the song, of course, is... That guitar coming into the left channel, at least for me, it's the left channel, just adding so much to that because it sounds like a little bit of a throwback to 67, but then that guitar comes in and it's completely 68. That guitar actually doesn't even sound 68. That guitar is like the one on While My Guitar Gently Weeps when Eric Clapton comes in there with that background where it sounds like it's about 10 years ahead of its time. I think the only thing other than that whole music hall chorus thing towards the end, the only thing that really dates it a lot is the production because it's very, very heavily separated. If it was not so separated, it would still sound a little bit 60s, but because of the music hall portions, it would sound much ahead of its time. As it is, it's sad that this did not get released because another one of those Jeff Lynne songs with the happy tune and the lyrics that make you go, hmm. As much as I like playing with my toys at 51, <laughs> um, this guy has some issues that would not have been addressed back in 1968 other than, like they said, taking them all away and smashing them. <sighs> and telling them to go out and get a job. Because obviously I don't think this person belongs in the normal job pool i think there might be places where they can place him Um, there's organizations now that do that Mm -hmm. but yeah his mom should be understanding a little bit more Lyrically, it's great. Musically, it's great. This should have been released on its own and should have been the hit it deserved, or at least the cult hit it deserves. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I freaking adore this song. I've always adored this song. I love the solo where it seems to bounce back between two different types of effects. That lead guitar part, which isn't right in your face, but carries through the whole song. I think that really helps it. I think it brings it up from just some sort of whimsical little psychedelic thing to giving it a little bit more edge, but not so much like, say, The Move, who recently discovered the wah-wah pedal, and now they got to jam that into your ear with a a hammer. And it's kind of typical of the 60s of young people making music, where the authority in the song is musically portrayed with a march and deep voices saying, don't do that, you're wrong, stop that. It's a great song musically, lyrically. It has a sad ending for me. He says, I have a boat and I have a train and I have all this stuff. And then the last thing he says before he rockets off to the stars is, I had all these toys. And it's like, oh, no, don't. But 
that was the 60s. I can relate to this song. Well, it's good. So far, I can relate to more Idol Race songs than Move songs. <laughs> Last week, I was able to relate to the birthday party. And this one, I can relate to. Because since I was five, I've always been deep into Legos. My mom, I mean, she wasn't like the mother in this song. I would ask for Lego sets for Christmas throughout my 20s, and she would never come through. Grandma always came through, though. She always gave me the Lego sets that I wanted for birthday and Christmas. But my mom, not so much. She never said anything, but I always got the vibe from her that uh, it's time for me to grow up. And I'm just thinking, if I'm in my mid-20s or early 30s and I'm still asking for Lego sets, and I'm still buying Lego sets, and I'm still building with Lego sets, I don't think the growing up thing is going to happen at this point. But when my grandma died... In February 2001, December 2001 would be the first Christmas without her. You know, I told my mom what I wanted for Christmas. I want the Ultimate Collector's Lego Tie Interceptor. I didn't think it was going to happen. But I had a dream in the middle of December that I saw my grandma. And it was like she had come back from the dead. And I'm like, oh, grandma, you're back. Christmas is coming up. Get me that Ultimate Collector Series t Lego Tie Interceptor. And she laughed. Not like laughing at me. Sort of like laughing. That's Eric. Yeah. I come back from the dead, and he's still asking me for Legos. Well, Christmas came around without Grandma over at my parents' house. I unwrapped the present, and there it is, the Ultimate Collector Series Lego Tie Interceptor. And my dad said, you know, you almost didn't get this. But when we found it at the store, it was severely discounted. So that's why you got it. It's my dead grandma, apparently, at work, maybe switching price tags to make sure I got the Lego set I asked her to get from my mom. And after that... I think my mom gave up. Eric's not going to grow up. Get him the Lego sets. Do they ever make a Lego junkie set? They don't have to. All Lego sets are Lego junkies. We get into the stew pot version of this. I'm just going to tease it for Patreon. We are going to have an under the covers version going over Stuart, stew pot, whatever is freaking it. All I know was some DJ with kids <laughs> singing. And we're going to have a lot to say about that. Uh-huh. So if you want to hear it, one, <laughs> yes. two, three dollars an episode, and you get uh, extra stuff like the Under the Cover segment. But before we get to that, I love this song. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. And so far, sorry, Roy. Yeah. I'm liking this a lot better than that first Move album. <laughs> <laughs> Some good stuff on that first Move album, but so far as an actual album I'd like to just sit back and listen to, uh, Idol Race, at least this particular Idol Race album, has you beat so far. Got something to say about, I like my toys. Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375, call now. This year at Lionel Play World, we're working harder than ever to keep prices lower. We're having bigger and better sales, especially on the toys your kids see on TV. And now you can shop at Lionel Play World till midnight, Monday through Saturday. Shop late on Sundays, too. A lot of stores talk about saving you money, but at Lionel Play World, we're working at it. Just listen to this. The Hot Wheels Inside Track Set by Mattel is now just $13.97 at Lionel Leisure. You get a portable raceway with two Hot Wheels cars and more. Just $13.97. Galoob Smurf gift sets are on sale, too. Just $5.97 each. Choose from an assortment of wonderful wind-up walking Smurfs. Just $5.97 each. Just try and beat that. 
Christmas Carol Catastrophes, a podcast covering the oddest Christmas songs ever unleashed on an unsuspecting public. Well, hey, this is Dr. Troy with my thoughts on I Love My Toy. Well, I indeed do love them, and I also love this song. This song gives off a sort of Christmas vibe to me. Now, I don't know if it was written for Christmas or not, But I don't think it would be out of place on a Christmas mix. I mean, Jingle Bells, after all, was originally a Thanksgiving poem, and yet it has become a staple of the Christmas season. And Little Altar Boy, as much as I love the song, it's not even about Christmas, but yet you hear it every year around this time, so I'm just saying, why not the idle race? I love my toys. If I had a Christmas mix, I would add it. In fact, this song is a contender for my favorite Idol Race song. Now, so far I give the edge to Here We Go Around the Lemon Tree, but this song rivals that one in every way. The thing I love best is the guitar. I love the way the guitar kind of goes along with the melody. And then the solo in the middle sounds like a call and response between the guitar and a trumpet, I would guess. And then the guitar goes back in working along with the melody. And then at the end, it sounds like the guitar and the keyboard are having some kind of battle. I think it's hilarious. I also love the way the chorus comes in at the end of the solo completely unexpected. Sounds very ELO-y to me, although I know at the time Jeff probably wasn't thinking ELO, but definitely the members of this band were thinking beyond 60s British pop. And finally, the lead vocal. The singer sounds like Ray Davies of the Kinks. He kind of has that style and inflection. And so overall, a very good song, and I do love my toys, and now I'm going to play with them. I've got Darth Vader and Barbie. Well, no, I won't say anything. I don't want to spoil anybody's childhood. I'll talk to you next week. Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-850. 3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read and reply to it on the show. Keep up to date by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube page, the Electric Light Orchestra Podcast channel, to hear other goodies. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash elopod or PayPal using the podcast podcast's email address, or send a check or money order to P.O. Box 1932, Superior, Arizona, 85173. Next week, follow me, follow. 